Lecture topic. Blessings in my sustenance. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladheen wafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir وَمَا خَنَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقٍ وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ يُطْعِمُونَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَّاقُ ذُو الْقُوَّةِ الْمَتِينَ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من لزم الاستغفار جعل الله له من كل ضيق مخرجا مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ورزقه من حيث لا يحتسب او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders Insan is weak. Allah Ta'ala declares this in the Quran Sharif, خُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ ضَعِيفًا Insan has been created weak. And insan is so weak that after having had a good meal in the morning, if he hasn't had anything to eat for the rest of the day, by the evening he's already weak, physically weak also. And if it had to pull through the night, by the next morning, he's finding it difficult to now do anything. It's a strength and an, it's an exertion. And if he had to get past that, then the insan is like almost half dead already. Half dead already. This is how weak insan is. This is how weak. Physically weak. And in every regard weak. So Allah has created insan. This is part of the test of insan. That in all these halat and conditions, whatever Allah has created insan, Allah has created insan, Allah has created insan, in whichever manner, whichever manner, whichever manner, within this, how does he manage to fulfill what his purpose in life is? What is the purpose of insan in life? So in the ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited, Allah Ta'ala declares the purpose of the creation of insan. Allah Ta'ala says we haven't created insan and jinnat except for one purpose. And that one purpose is that they may worship me, worship Allah Ta'ala. Now this is the purpose for the creation of insan that Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran Sharif. So this is very clear. Allah Ta'ala has declared it openly for all of us to understand, 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 understand. Why are we here on earth for? Whatever else we will do in terms of taking care of, care of our needs because we are weak in every regard, but we must never forget why we are here. A student goes to school, so now in the course of the day in school, he will have some time for lunch as well. So he will eat his lunch.
lunch in that lunch in that time. And then he might have some time, some break in between, in which he might be playing around little birds, around little birds, around little birds, around little birds, around little birds. So he'll be having some break in which he's now having some time with his friends. So somebody asks him that why you go to school? So he says, well sometimes I go to eat and sometimes I go to spend time with my friends. He says, that's what you go to school for? He says, well that's what I enjoy doing. Hey, what about all the classes and so on? He says, well that's by the way. So if somebody, this is his response and reply that I go to school to eat and I go to school to spend time with my friends and the classes by the way, if I pass, I pass, I don't pass too, it's not a problem. See, this person, either something is mentally wrong with him or he doesn't have any idea what's supposed to be his purpose and object of going to school. So he's lost his way. So we find that very, very strange about somebody going to school. He doesn't know why he's going to school. He thinks he's gone there to eat, to spend time with his friends. And if somebody went through something beyond that, he's gone to university and he says, I've come to play, I've come to join friends. I've come to eat, that this fellow is spending so much of time, money, effort, and you know why he's here? He's a lost case. But a bigger lost case would be somebody is here in this dunya, headed towards akhirat, but he doesn't know why he's here. And everyone is on this journey of akhirat, this journey towards akhirat. So why we are here, Allah Ta'ala has already declared in the Qur'an Sharif, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ This ibadat is not just confined to any one part of ibadat. Salah is ibadat, fasting is ibadat, zakat and hajj is ibadat. How a person lives with his family is ibadat. How he conducts his business, provided it is done correctly, with the right intention, that becomes ibadat. How he sleeps becomes ibadat if it's done in the correct way and how he eats becomes ibadat if it's done in the sunnah manner in the way that Rasulullah taught his 24 hours of his life becomes ibadat. So how to live this life in the way that it becomes ibadat Allah Ta'ala sent the Anbiya wasalam, and the final messenger of Allah Ta'ala Rasulullah wasalam, came and ex- highlighted to us displayed to us, taught us how to make this 24 hours ibadat. Now this is the declaration Allah has made, why insan is on earth. But the very remarkable thing is, and this is kalam of Allah Ta'ala after all, immediately thereafter Allah Ta'ala says, مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقِ Why we created insan? For our ibadat. And immediately Allah says, مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقِ we don't want any risk from them, from this insan. We don't want insan to feed us. Allah alone is Ar-Razzaq, the provider of sustenance. And He has all power. Allah is not in need of anybody and not in need of anything. All power and might lies with Allah Ta'ala. And Allah alone, alone is the provider. Now Allah Ta'ala said that Allah created us for ibadat, for living our life as Allah declared. Immediately the thought will come, but I have to earn my risk. I'm weak, I'm weak, I have need, I'm weak, I have need, I'm weak, I have need.
I'm weak, I have needs, I have to serve and take care of my family, I have to sort this out and sort that out. So my biggest concern in life is my risk. So before anything else Allah tells us, remember this very clearly, you are not the provider. Allah alone is the provider. Subhanallah, this is what a ajeeb. And after all, what can we understand? What are the hikmats and wisdoms in these sequence of ayat? This is the kalam of Allah wa ta'ala. We can't even scratch the surface of it. The depth of it is beyond our imagination. So right at the very inception, Allah Ta'ala gives us the purpose of our existence on earth and side by side, immediately, without any gap in between, Allah Ta'ala reminds us that remember all the time, Allah alone is Ar-Razzaq. Allah alone is the provider of risk. It is not your effort, your intelligence, your abilities, anything. Surely Allah Ta'ala's gift. Allah Ta'ala has declared the risk of every creation on earth. Imam Razi Rahimahullah in the tafsir of this ayat of the Quran Sharif, he mentions one narration. This narration is declared as an Israeli riwayat, which is an academic point. But there is nothing in this that contradicts anything in Shariat and Deen. So the Mufassirin have explained this and mentioned this. He says, Musa salam, when Allah Ta'ala called him for the Wahi, so it was a long period that he was there, 40 days at the Mount, and now he became little concerned about his family. They are away now, he hasn't been to see to their affairs, to their needs. So what's going to be the case, going to be the case there? So in order to put him at ease, Allah Ta'ala gave, gave him the command, take your staff, your stick, and strike it on this rock that's next to you. So there was a rock there, Allah Ta'ala gave the command, strike that rock with the staff of yours, the stick of yours. So he struck that rock with his staff, with his stick. So that rock split. When the rock split, inside it was another rock. So the top rock split, now inside it is another rock. Allah Ta'ala gave the command, strike that rock as well. So he struck that rock, that split. Inside that rock was a third rock. So Allah Ta'ala gave the command, strike that as well. So when he struck that rock, inside the depths of that rock, now this is a rock, inside a rock, inside a bigger rock. Now, not even, we will say, not even air will go inside here. Water won't find its way in there, not even air will find its way, that's what we'll think. Now, inside this third rock, when he split open this, there's a small little worm the size of an ant. And it is chewing something, it's food. And Allah Ta'ala made Musa salam hear what it is saying. Allah Ta'ala made it possible for Musa salam, a small little creature inside this rock, which was inside a bigger rock and inside a rock on top of that. And it is saying, Subhana may yarani. Glorified is Allah who sees me. kalami. And he hears my speech also. makani. Allah Ta'ala knows my address, where I am in the depths of this rock. 
وَلَا And my Rabb remembers me, he doesn't forget me. Inside here also, he gets my food to me. My rizq Allah Ta'ala sends it to me deep down inside this rock as well. Allah Ta'ala is the provider. Deep down inside that third rock, Allah Ta'ala provided the small little creature with its rizq as well. To highlight, Allah alone is the provider. There was one very pious person, Abu Usaid Rahimahullah. Somebody asked him, how do you live? Meaning, you're earning your... So he got upset at this. He said, that Rabb who even feeds the dogs, he's going to forget Abu Usaid. Even the risk of the dogs Allah Ta'ala provides, Allah is going to forget about Abu Usaid. Now this was the complete trust and tawakkul in Allah wa Ta'ala. That Allah alone is the provider. Now just to understand this matter of risk in the light of one or two ayat of the Quran Sharif and one or two ahadith of Rasulullah in the limited time that we have. In the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah gives us the prescription for risk. As mentioned, Allah alone is the provider. But Allah made dunya a place of means. We all understand that. That if a person wants to quench his thirst, he's feeling very thirsty, so nobody just sits and reads one tasbih of the word water. Now he's very thirsty, so now he sit around and take a tasbih and read the word water five times, ten times, hundred times. So he walks to the tap and he takes some water and he drinks the water. Now he will get quenched, inshallah, with the puzzle of Allah ta'ala. Allah ta'ala made water the means of quenching thirst. Everybody understands that fire burns. Fire is a means, it will burn. Person wants the heat, he wants to cook his food, he'll have to light the fire. Then that fire will provide the heat, he'll cook his food. But when Allah Ta'ala wants, that fire won't burn at all also. Ibrahim Salam Allah Ta'ala displayed it. That he was inside the fire for 40 full days. But he didn't touch one hair on his body also. But the means Allah has created, generally this is the rule. That fire will burn. Water will quench the thirst. But this is one level of means which we can see, we can feel, we can understand. And we adopt those means also. Allah Ta'ala made these means in dunya to be adopted within the limits of Shariat. But then there's means on top of these means. Which will dictate how effective these means will be. Like one is you get some electronic device. You say, well, what this does is now, well, you switch this on, then it can do all these things. It's a food processor, it will mix this up and it will do that and whatnot. So now that's the means now. Or this machine, what it can do? It can now produce all these products, whatever the manufacturing plant might be all about. So now that machine is the means. But now you say, but the machine is only a special button, the machine is only a special thing happening. Why is it not happening? See, this is the means of producing this product. Says no, there's load shedding now. There's no power. Okay, this is the machine that produces this product, but the power is the means that makes this machine work. If that power is off, this machine is not going to produce anything. So now, when the power is on, it looks like everything is happening. This thing is spinning. This is making it happen. But suddenly we realize, no, there's load shedding now, so nothing's happening. This thing is not in itself anything. This is dependent on a means behind it. 
There's something else running this. So likewise, one is these apparent means. But Allah Ta'ala has created means above these means, which bring the barakat in these means. And the real thing to achieve is barakat. Sometimes we are chasing after a quantity. But that quantity, that quantity can become a very big quantity, it can, can become a very big problem also. Then a person sometimes wishes he never had it. Because it became such a big problem. But if it's a big quantity with barakat or a small quantity with barakat, that will bring a lot of goodness in his life. So now what's going to bring that barakat? And what is the key to the risk itself? That is what has been described in some ayat of the Quran Sharif and some ahadith. So just to touch on a few of these things, in one ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Taala gives us this prescription. And this is the essence of it all. Allah Taala says, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ this is the essence of it all. This is the key to risk. This is the essence of all the solutions we are looking for. Allah Ta'ala says, the one who adopts taqwa, the one who adopts taqwa for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will give him a solution to every difficulty and problem. We don't have to go to look for anything fancy here, there and everywhere. Very simply described to us, no need to get into any fancy solutions anywhere. Very, very simple, straightforward solution Allah gave us. Allah is the creator of the universe, Allah Ta'ala is the controller of the universe, and Allah Ta'ala is the one who has declared how this universe will come into our favor. <laughs> the one who will adopt taqwa for Allah Ta'ala. Allah will grant him a way out, a solution from every problem and difficulty. Allah is not in need of anybody or anything. Allah is the provider. Allah is the creator of the means. And Allah will grant him sustenance from places he can't imagine. Because everything is controlled by Allah. Allah will grant it to him from sources he cannot imagine. So now what is the key to risk? The key to risk is taqwa. What is taqwa all about? about obedience of Allah Many a times a person is sitting, times a person is sitting and reading, Lord was I for what? He wants barakat in risk. And now he read so many was I 10,000 times something after he finished now. Done now, now what, what next? Now next is busy on his phone. Doing what? Looking at filth. So we can carry on with those wazayif till qiyamah. We're not going to bring any barakat if we don't have taqwa also. Because this is the foundation, this is the key. Is the key. Then that will add to it. Without taqwa, we haven't used the key, how are we going to open the door? This is the key Allah has placed to the door of risk. So taqwa is obedience of Allah Taala. We want ease in our risk. We want that ease Allah has placed it in taqwa. 
The one who adopts taqwa for Allah Ta'ala, Allah will make all his affairs easy for him. So now we want to do everything else, but we don't want to give up sin. Sins of the eyes, sins of the ears, sins of the tongue, and to listen to haram, want to talk all kinds of vulgarity, to look at all kinds of evil, want to go to haram places, person wants to be still involved in gambling, he still wants to continue with zina, he still wants to be looking at evil, and he's still listening to all evil, and he's still listening to all evil, saying, but where's my, what's the, what's the issue, why my risk is closed? So Allah has made taqwa the key to the door of risk. And if it is appearing to come without taqwa, then that is a very big deception. In the cage, a person sometimes, one is the cage of the parrot. In the cage of the, that's also a cage. And in the cage of the parrot, a person puts some seeds and whatever else. But the cage of the parrot, those seeds are very cheap also. But he puts it with love. And he tends to that parrot, looks after it, comes and cheers it up sometimes. Because this is a pet. And then sometimes somebody discovered now there's something making a, making a noise in the night here. It seems like there's a rat. So now to trap the rat, in the trap of the rat he puts a nice piece of cheese which is worth far more than those seeds also that he put in the parrot's cage. But this is not being put there with love. This is being put there as a trap. And now when that rat comes and thinks now today my Eid came, just as it starts nibbling on it, then that trap falls on its neck. Now it realizes it wasn't Eid, it was Bakrid. <laughs> it falls onto it. So that is not something that we should get deceived with. That I'm doing whatever I want, I'm living my life as I want. I'm not even bothered about performing Salah, I'm going to Haram places, and just see how it's falling. See how it's boring. That is a very, very dangerous situation. That's a deception that person falls into. That despite the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, if things seem to be coming, pouring down, and he's regarding it as a very great na'mad, that's a very great deception. So in any case, Allah has made the key to risk, taqwa. Allah will grant him risk from sources he cannot imagine. We have to bring ourselves onto taqwa. And the starting point of taqwa is tawbah. Make sincere tawbah. Today, now. Okay, Allah, whatever happened, what happened, Allah is making sincere tawbah from it. Have the deep regret in the heart. Allah Ta'ala provided all his na'mats and bounties countless bounties and na'mads and I still continue disobeying Allah Ta'ala using his bounties to break his commands what a shameful thing this was how could I have done such a thing feel that remorse and regret how did I conduct myself Allah Ta'ala's commands for me to conduct myself in a good manner how I was cheating Allah Ta'ala's servants just trampling anybody just shouting at anyone swearing people not bothered how I talk, what I do, where I go, not 
taking care of Allah Ta'ala's commands and not taking care of Allah Ta'ala's servants either. What a terrible thing I've done. Feel that remorse and regret and make Tawbah from it. Make Tawbah and come back to Allah Ta'ala. This then now is the start to Taqwa. And now to live a life in obedience to Allah Ta'ala's commands. Now somebody will say, but what if I fall again? If I fall again, we live our life between taqwa and tawbah. Immediately make tawbah, immediately. We don't wait for later, later might be too late. Our life might go before later. So in any case, the first thing is taqwa. Allah Ta'ala has made taqwa the key to risk the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Give up haram. Stop all the sinful life. All the illicit and haram relationships, all the haram chatting, looking at evil and filth, all the pornography and whatever else, to have all this out of our system. Not have a phone if you can't handle it right. Because all this is what takes away the barakat of that risk. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Inna rajula la yuhramur rizq bizdambi yusibu. A person gets deprived of risk due to a sin he has committed. <coughs> that sin becomes the barrier to that risk coming to him. <coughs> so the first thing is this aspect of taqwa. So Allah Ta'ala says, Then the second aspect Allah has said, The one who will trust in Allah Ta'ala that Allah alone is the provider. He'll adopt the means, but don't trust in the means. He'll adopt the means because Allah has commanded them to use it. But the trust in Allah Ta'ala alone, that Allah is sufficient for him. Nabi Islam says in the Hadith Sharif, that لَوْ أَنَّكُمْ تَتَوَكَّلُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ حَقَّ Had you adopted tawakkul and trust in Allah Ta'ala in the manner that you should have done so, then Allah Ta'ala will provide for you like he provides for the birds. <coughs> Allah will provide for you as he provides for the birds. The bird leaves in the morning to go in search for its risk, empty stomach. It returns in the evening, its belly is full. The lesson in this, the bird doesn't sit in the, cave, in the nest all the time. It goes out, it flies out. It goes and looks around, looks around where it can find something, but Allah provides for it. Allah provides for it from His unseen sources. Because the bird trusts in Allah alone. Allah is my provider. So we don't we adopt the means, the bird adopted the means. It flew out, it went where it could find something, but Allah provided for it. Likewise, we adopt the means, but have no trust in the means. Trust in Allah Ta'ala. And that yaqeen, that taqwa will bring barakat in that risk. So it's taqwa and tawakkul. Part of taqwa is, of, taqwa is obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And obedience of Allah Ta'ala is fulfilling all Allah's commands. But the most important amal in our life, and after iman, the most important aspect is salah. And Allah Ta'ala has linked Salah and Rizq in the Qur'an Sharif. So now Taqwa itself is the key to Rizq. And Salah will draw it down. 
وأمر أهلك بالصلاة واستبر عليها لا نسألك رزقا نحن نرزقك Allah Ta'ala says you command your family members also to perform their salah nobody in the home should ever miss salah just as salah brings down barakat in rizq not performing salah takes that barakat away not performing salah somebody in the house missed out salah we blocked out the rizq coming to us Allah Ta'ala says be punk- command your family members to perform salah you also be punctual on it and immediately Allah says لا نسألك رزقا we don't ask you for risk نحن نرزقك we grant you risk والعاقبة للتقوى the good end result for those who adopt taqwa again the same message for five daily salah five daily salah punctually and for males salah with jama'ah is wajib and we should come to the house of Allah Ta'ala. there's a valid reason whatever valid reason there might be that's in its place Apart from that, five times daily salah in the masjid with jama'ah. This is wajib. And we then try to improve the quality of that salah. So it's taqwa, tawakkul and salah. Then we are very weak, we are insan. So we make mistakes, we err. So now to take care of that mistakes that we make after trying our best to be conducting ourselves with taqwa some mistakes, something happened here and there so now istighfar excessive istighfar in the hadith sharif Nabi says man lazim al-istighfar the one who holds on very fast onto istighfar he is attached to istighfar he is all the time engaging in istighfar what will be the outcome? جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ مِنْ كُلِّ ذِيقٍ مَخْرَجًا Allah will grant him a solution to every problem the same thing Allah mentioned for taqwa in the Quran Sharif وَمِنْ كُلِّ هَمٍ فَرَجًا Allah will grant him relief from every grief وَرَزَقَهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ Allah will grant him rizq from sources he cannot imagine Allah is linked barakat with a'mal you want the barakat? Top of the list is taqwa. And stemming from taqwa is punctuality on salah. And then coupled with that is istighfar. And then among the aspects Allah has made a means of tremendous barakat in rizq, obedience and khidmat of parents. Obviously not in any way that contradicts the law of Allah Ta'ala, that crosses the boundaries of shariat. If some parent is demanding or instructing something that is haram, that is not permissible, we can never do it. But that doesn't mean we can compromise their respect in any way. In any way. In any way. We won't compromise. We won't compromise the respect, but we can't obey an instruction that goes against the law of Allah Taala. Law of Allah Taala. But this brings tremendous risk. Treating parents well. Just to very quickly discuss one incident in the Hadith Sharif. Nabi Sallallahu mentioned about an incident of the people of the past. Very briefly, one person got very ill, elderly person. So now he's four sons. So one son said to the other three brothers, that look, our father became very ill now, he's so old, he can't do anything for himself. So now he needs help all the time. So let's do a deal. Now he's doing a deal, he's making a deal with them. 
So now what might be the deal? Look now there's four of us. So one day each one now because can't expect me to do everything. So one day we take turns. And maybe if now it was the 20th century, say let's do, say let's do a deal. We all pay the bill, put him in the hole. Say let's do a deal. That might be the deal. And maybe if that too can't pay the bill, let's go find some place where we for free. That will be the deal. But what his deal was, he said, let's do the deal. Give me the chance of making all the khidmat. I'll serve him, I'll do everything for him. But because you're ready to give me this opportunity, when he passes away, you take the whole inheritance away. So now somebody might think, this person doesn't seem like he was all there. He's saying, I'll do all the work, you'll keep all the money. This person was living in some other world. So they accepted, they said, okay, fine. They were too happy. He's saving us the work and giving us the money. Very good, let it happen. So in any case, he carried on. After a long time now, the father passed away. So he gave everything away. This was his agreement. The times passed. Now he's very, very difficult circumstances. Nothing to eat in the house. One night he sees in a dream, somebody is saying to him, there's hundred dinars, gold coins, kept at a certain place. It's for you, you can go and take it. He wakes up in the morning, the full detail is given to him, where it's kept. He says to his wife, I saw this dream. He says, why don't you go and look for it then? Now he says, but in the dream I asked the question, is there baraka in this? I was told, no, there's no baraka. There's no barakat in it, I don't want it. He says, leave the barakat out now, at least you'll have something to eat now, go bring that and come. He says, no, there's no baraka in it, I don't want it. The next night he sees the same dream again. There's ten dinars there. It's for you, you can go take it. Ask, is there baraka in it? He says, no, no baraka. The next morning again, his wife says, go bring He says, no, 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 no baraka, I don't want it. The third night he sees the dream again. There's one dinar left now. It's for you, you can take it. Is there baraka in it? Yes, there's baraka in it. So now he wakes up, he remembers all the detail, so he goes to look for it. So Allah Ta'ala's unseen help now. He finds it exactly where described. Not in anybody's private property or anything, or anything, or anything. So Allah Ta'ala's unseen help for him. And now he's starving, so he found this, this is, in any case he brought it and he's now coming back. As he's coming back, somebody is on the way selling two fish. So he asked him, how much is two fish for? He says, one dinar. So he gives him gives him the one dinar, gives him the one dinar, he needs to eat something now, his family is eating something now, his family is eating. He brings the fish and come home. Now he gives his wife to prepare the fish. So she cuts it open, each fish, one pearl, which was never seen before that kind of pearl. Cutting the long story short, eventually it was sold, the only person who could buy it was the king of the time. And in total, how much was paid for it? 90 mule loads of gold. 90 mule loads of gold which will amount to billions today. today. Where it came from? The barakat of serving his parents. Now these things we, things we take for granted, obeying parents, serving them, somebody is not well, taking care of them, making them happy. By the way, Allah Ta'ala has placed barakat $60, taking care of the elderly, helping them. Among the things that bring great amount of barakat in wealth, in risk, 
is maintaining family relationships. مَنْ أَحَبَّ أَنْ يُبْسَطَ لَهُ فِي رِزْقِ وَيُنْسَأَ لَهُ فِي أَثَرِ فَلْيَسِلْ رَحِمًا Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, you want in your life, barakat in your wealth, join family ties. Keep good relationship with family members. Somebody is cutting off ties from you, you join ties with him. Because breaking family ties keeps the rahmat of Allah away. Blocks of the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala from coming. Now these are simple amal, simple things to do, which will bring barakat in our risk. The long and short of it is obedience to Allah wa Ta'ala. Coming onto the way of Rasulullah Wasallam, Bringing our life onto deen. Cutting out all the haram. Haram in earnings will destroy everything. The barakat is, there's no question of any barakat in it. And using that wealth, though earned in a halal way, using it in a wrong place, in a wrong manner, that will destroy the barakat also. Disobeying Allah Ta'ala, missing salah, looking at haram, speaking evil, all other haram chatting and intermingling, all this prevents the risk from coming to a person. So this is the very, very straightforward and simple aspect together with the certain things that we have been advised to be doing in the ahadith, together with all this taqwa, and salah, and tawakkul, the daily recitation of Suratul Waqi'ah. There's no time to go into all the details of the virtues, etc. But Suratul Waqi'ah, in the 29 Jews, Suratul Waqi'ah, daily we recite Suratul Waqi'ah. Then excessive recitation of Durud Sharif, Salawat on Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is a means of tremendous barakat in risk. And in general good akhlaq. Because Allah Ta'ala loves this good akhlaq. And the person with good akhlaq, this is the perfection of iman. Akmalul mu'minina imanan ahsanuhum khuluqa. The person with the most perfect iman, with everything else in place, is the one who perfects his character. وَخِيَارُكُمْ خِيَارُكُمْ لِمِسَائِهِمْ Nabi Islam says, the best among you is the one who is best to his wife. Now, these are the things we have to learn. And these are the things we have to bring into our lives. And this is what's going to bring the barakat in our rizq. Allah will provide some sources we cannot imagine. In the Quran Sharif, Allah highlights this. When Hazrat Maryam, السلام, she was a little child born, and Hazrat salam took care of her, so now she was kept in this secluded place. And when he would enter, كُلَّمَا دَخَلَ عَلَيْهَا زَكَرِيَّ الْمِحْرَابِ وَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا رِزْقًا Nobody else is coming in here. And when he comes, there's risk, there's food. قَالَ أَنَّا لَكِ هَذَا Where you got this from? قَالَتْ هُوَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ Where it came from? Allah provided. Hazrat Khubayb رضي الله تعالى was captured by the Quraysh and now lengthy incident now they imprisoned him in somebody's home and in their yard whatever and they were waiting for a time now they're going to go and then assassinate him kill him so now while he's tied there he's, he's shackled in chains there's no way he can go and the person of the house where he was imprisoned at that time this lady didn't even have iman now one day she comes out and seeing where is this person? He's sitting there, he's eating grapes. And she's saying there's no grapes anywhere in the entire Makkah Mukarramah. 
there's no grapes anywhere in the whole of Makkah Mukarramah. This person is shackled, he's sitting here, nobody could have brought it to him because it's not to be found anywhere and he can't go anywhere to bring it. And this person who at that time didn't have Iman is saying that this is rizqum min Allah. This was rizq Allah Ta'ala provided for him. Allah Ta'ala made these things happen, things happen, things happen, that insan will take a lesson. This is not how it norm- normally happens. That in such a dramatic, that in such a dramatic way. But in every moment and anywhere, Allah alone is a provider. So to build our yaqeen in this reality, Allah Ta'ala made some of these incidents happen in this dramatic manner. Dramatic manner. So that we become fully convinced our yaqeen is built. Allah alone is the provider. Allah provides with means, Allah can provide without means also. And Allah can provide against means as well. This is the yaqeen we have to develop. The risk comes through taqwa, through tawakkul, in particular our five daily salah with jama'ah. Lot of istighfar, tawbah, staying away from haram and all sin. And inshallah we'll see what barakat will come. This is the solution to all our issues. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq and make us among his true and obedient servants. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.